When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's the Score North Twin Show. Now it's hot stove season. Damn right. I thought it was going to be like November, December, but it's February. February is hot stove season. Can that be hot stove season? Hmm? Can that be the, the hot stove, though? Like, it, it's February, spring training starts in, like, 13 days, or the soft launch. It's it's leftover hot stove I was going to say, yeah, it feels like we're going to put it in the microwave. Like, the hot stove's off. <laughs> air fryer. It's like leftovers. Okay, I see your, yeah, I, yeah microwave, air fryer, leftover. Air season. fryer, yeah. Air, yeah fryer's, air fryer's clutch, man. I love my air fryer. Oh, I yeah. use that air fryer six days a week, at the very least. Great invention. Love it. It's it's fantastic. You can put any, you put veggies in there. You mm-hmm. can put meats in there. Mm-hmm. You, can put, you guys ever warm up like day after pizza? Oh yeah, in an air fryer. Yeah, it's great. Yep. I Game I was around when the microwave started, and at that time, it's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing of all time. Because you know, started. now all of a sudden, yeah. How did you heat up food? Like you, oven. Just, you fire up the oven and throw it in if there? you wanted okay. to, or or you just do what I do to this day, which is eat stuff cold. <laughs> Like a leftover cold. Just bite into a hot pocket. Huh. Yeah, did were hot oh, pockets hot pocket, invented you know, after those, the microwave? Those, those had to go in. The, no, no, that was a whole process. I'm talking about the fridge, leftovers. You just can heat, heat up now or not. How would you heat up coffee? You would. So you you a, wouldn't. You, like, you. it would just be left in, in the pot, and then you, you would keep the pot on. Okay. Or you like keep you it couldn't on heat the, stuff okay. up like that. Uh uh-uh. it's tough, man. Life was tough before. My Not dad. an option. The se- the seventies were the sixties and seventies were rough going. People just going around with cold food. Uh, so we're gonna do two things here. We're gonna we've got we've got our top ten all time twins left on the list. We're gonna do the next installment next week. It's been a very busy week on this show, and now that the twins are like open for business and the, the, there's like a closeout sale across free agency, <laughs> and the twins have a couple bucks in their hand, and they're trying to get some players in here. So we will do a random twin of the week, but Declan has a list of available bats. The twins could or should be interested in. There's some free agent guys. There's some trade guys here, but Derek Falvey after the Polanco trade said, yeah, you know, they kick some money back to us and we definitely aren't done making moves. We could be interested in a bat. So we'll take Derek Falvey at face value. Declan, what's your, what's your list here of bats that could be good twins in 2024? Okay, so we're going to go with free agents, and we're also going to go with trade candidates. I know he said he's going to allocate that money and look at the free agent bats, but actually I think there's more intriguing ones uh, on the trade market, and there's also just a little tease. The one I would be going for is on the trade market. 
So, okay. but 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 let's start with free agency. You don't have to give up things, obviously, to get in free agency. Just straight up money. So let's start with Adam Duvall, who I think uh, Dan Hayes, the Athletic, even reported that they've expressed interest. MLB.com has, I think, also maybe doubled down on that too. Uh, so Adam Duvall, former World Series winner, former Gold Glove winner, um, had a nice season with the Red Sox, but only played in 92 games. I can see this working really well for the Twins. It actually makes a lot of sense. He's probably not going to command a ton of dough. You can probably bring him in for the one year, you know, maybe what, 10, 12 million bucks that maybe they're looking at doing. The only thing I don't love about Duvall is he still swings and misses it done. 30% strikeout rate the last three years. He just strikes out a lot. I think he's a more disciplined hitter than Joey Gallo. Um, but you would still have a bit of a strikeout problem. But I will say uh, having a guy that won a gold glove not too long ago, won a World Series not too long ago, also helps probably in the locker room. So I can live with some of the strikeouts. I wouldn't be jumping for joy for Duvall, but he does have a place probably in this Twins lineup. Yeah, and you could kind of, he doesn't have to be an everyday guy, right? He's, the last two years he's been, and I don't know if there's been some injuries mixed in here, but, you know, he's a guy that you could probably platoon to a certain extent. It's not going to not gonna break the bank, but if you're looking for some pop, okay, I can get behind Adam Duvall. I hate to say this because the uh, the strikeouts in the last few years have become ridiculous, but is there? It feels like there might be room for a guy that strikes out a bit now with Gallo gone. Well, he, Gallo strikes out like forty percent of the time. I know Duvall is thirty. You'd actually be cutting your strikeouts right. by twenty five percent. So, but that's what I'm saying is I don't <laughs> think I don't think that having a guy who is prone to strike out but ten percent less than Gallo is actually like a terrible thing, yeah. especially if you get the the uh, the pop in the bat from that. Interesting about Duvall too. He uh, throughout his career. He's basically even between lefties and righties, facing lefties and righties. There's not a, like a big platoon split there, so you could you could use him as an every. He's, he has an, a career OPS of like seven sixty five, seven seventy, and uh, it's pretty even across the board against lefties and righties. So, okay. All right, next free agent on the list. Let's go to Jorge Soler. So Soler, who was an uber prospect with the Cubs when they were building things back up. And you could maybe make a case he says obviously turned into a pretty good player. I don't think he ever maybe reached his potential that was because he was part of that group, right, with Bryant and Schwerber and all those Cubs players that helped them win a World Series finally. And he led the league in home runs with the Royals in 2019. A lot of raw power. I mean, the dude just hits hits a ton of bombs. Um, better strikeout rate. Last year, only 24% of the time, which is just a little bit above league average. But I do think he's probably going to command bigger dough. The fact he's still out here, though, is he going to have to sacrifice some of the money he was initially looking for because players are going to be reporting to spring training here in the coming weeks? I would like Jorge Soler, six foot four, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. He's going to obviously spend the majority of that time as your DH. He can play some outfield. He can play right for you in a pinch, but he's mostly going to be your everyday DH. A um, lot of power. I just don't know if he's going to be in the Twins' price range. This is interesting because he has had two monster offensive seasons in the last five years. And then he's had a couple absolute clunker offensive seasons too. There's a little bit of Miguel. He doesn't strike out as much as Miguel Sano by any means. Uh, But where like you, if you get the best version of Jorge Soler in 2019, he hit 48 home runs for the Royals. And that was also the juiced baseball season. That was the Bomba squad season. Mm -hmm. So take that with a grain of salt. But last year with Miami, you know, 36 home runs, slugging percentage over 500, 
my two worries with Solaire and Declan outlined one of them. Uh, he's he is an outfielder, but he's kind of a butcher in the outfield. So Name he's, only. he's he's more of a DH than an outfielder. Yep. And the other thing is, he's not a guy that's going to drive in a lot of runs when he's not hitting home runs. He's not going to be. He's not going to be a guy that like, hey, there's a runner on second base. We just need someone to poke a ball to the outfield and drive a guy in. It's kind of all or nothing offense from Solaire, but mm-hmm. he can knock a ball out of the ballpark. So what's your thought on on this too? The DH intrigues me. So I, I sent you guys a note. It was, I think, a Twins, um, a Twins projection from an MLB network that had Byron Buxton batting third and center and thus had Castro DHing, all right? What's our thought process about that spot now? Because do, do we think that if things go right with Brooks Lee, he comes up pretty quickly, can play some second base, Julian DHs? Do, do we think that that might take some time? Because the DH to me is either pretty wide open or there's ways to fill it, but things would have to go right. I mean, I think it needs to be flexible. I, I, don't, I don't think you should have a full-time DH on this sure. team for those reasons. So sure. if you're... If you're going to sign a player, you can't, to me, you can't sign him saying he's going to be our DH for 120 games. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I would change my mind, if you gave me five years ago version of Nelson Cruz, but yeah. That thought process for like Solaire is what you're saying. I don't know how many current available hitters are like at the level of where Cruz was when the, when the twins signed him, but yeah. And and look, I I just don't think even though he claims he's going to play center field and be good to go, I just don't know if I can bat Byron Bucks in third right away. I also, when I saw that projection too, he's batting third in that lineup. I think he's going to have to earn that spot a little bit more. I don't think we can pencil him as the number three hitter this early before spring training either. Yeah, that's sixth. Yeah, sixth. Sixth, and if he wants to work his way up, go for it. Yeah, there's a few dudes. I mean, the way Julian hit last year should be in the top three. Royce Lewis should be in the top three. I think Correa healthy should be in the top three or four, somewhere in there. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, next guy. This is the guy I tease. If I'm Derek Falvey, if I'm Thad Lathine, this is the guy I want. I think it makes too much sense to go after. Now it's a trade. He's not a free agent. He's on a team right now. Anthony Santander in Baltimore. Mm. So Anthony Santander batted third for that really good Orioles team. He is scheduled to make $11.7 million this season. He is a free agent after this year, so he settled before arbitration. Right now, he is the second highest paid player on a Baltimore Orioles team that has uber prospects ready to pop and no place to put them. So Santander, a switch hitter, a lot of power from the left side, still an above average hitter on the right side, can play right, can play first, can DH, had a huge season last year, 28 home runs. Uh, doesn't I mean, he strikes out about league average. This would be the switch hitter I would want in your lineup. It gives you a ton of flexibility at the plate. It gives you flexibility in, in the field. The thing is, Baltimore's not going to give him away, but are you okay with potentially giving up, I would say, one of these three pitching prospects to get him? Wow. Matt Canarino, 
Marco Raya, who probably has the highest ceiling, but is still the furthest away. Or maybe David Festa falls into this quality. I, David Festa might not. They might ask for a little bit more. He's in AAA. He's like six foot seven. He's this huge dude. Um, but are you okay with potentially giving up basically one of your top two pitching prospects for a really good bat in your lineup that would honestly solidify a lot of your offense? And Baltimore is just not in a position where they're going to pay this guy afterwards either in 2024. So they're probably looking to get rid of him now or maybe at the deadline with yeah. all these prospects knocking on the door. If I'm the Twins, I'm picking up the phone and I am going after Anthony Santander in Baltimore. Interesting. So he, yeah, he's, it's, it's, it'd be a one-year rent-a-player, basically. And he is. He's when, and when he gets it rolling, man, he was he was pretty electric for Baltimore last year. Are the Orioles going to trade him, though, given their current circumstance as far as a team and... They they just announced that the Angelos family is going to sell them to a group of investors, which includes um, Grant Hill and Cal, Cal Ripken. Ripken. Yeah, like I'm not sure that they're going to. I'm not sure that they would do this. Yeah, it's. I, I do like Dex's line of thinking in terms sure. of like, okay, which teams would be looking to get something for a player before they hit free agency, and but then the Orioles think they can probably make a run this year too, right? They, for the, they should, yeah. Like, they, they they aren't this good like they were last year very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm all for the creativity. And, like, this is more in line with what Falvey has done over the years. Like, when they traded for Sonny Gray and when they traded for, for uh, Pablo Lopez, those were, like, kind of off the radar. People are throwing out free agents, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they traded for – interesting, didn't see that coming. Right. So I, I I do think this type of a move fits with Falvey's line of thinking. I think Declan's sort of on it here. And a player like that, now he would be he'd be an everyday he'd be your starting right fielder, almost certainly. Yeah. Maybe you mix him in at DH here and there, but I mean he'd be out there. And by the way, durability, I mean, this dude has played three hundred five games in the regular season the last two years. He he doesn't sit really. He only missed nine games last season. Do we still think Kepler's being traded? I don't personally. I don't, know. I don't but like think Patrick so anymore. Patrick said to us t- today that he's still being shopped. I I think Rocco really does like him. But they're so left-handed heavy. That's the thing with Kepler True. and Walner and like Larnick is still sitting back there. So at at some point a right-handed bat would be would be great. Now if Miranda can step up and Yeah. I mean this would be great. I just don't know if Baltimore Baltimore was really good and I'm not sure they're they're going to take away pieces but pitching might be tempting yeah they they definitely need pitching help and again with those uber prospects knocking the door i mean they, they just they literally don't have enough spots here and you get rid of santander you can put one of those prospects in right field it would open things up for that team yeah no i'm i'm here for this mm-hmm. you make the call Reckless. make, the, make call. the call come on Derek. The call's mm-hmm. probably been made mm-hmm. yeah. uh next one on the list there, there's a little bit of a drop off here in terms of like the sexiness of these three but next in line i have here is avisel garcia Former White Sox, he was, uh, he's been in Miami last year, just a lost season, just 37 games, barely played, only hit a buck 85. He is owed $12 million through 2025. There is a buyout option in 2026. So $12 million per, by the way, I should say. So $12 million this season, $12 million next season. Miami, probably not looking also to pay him this salary either. So they're probably looking to dump, move on, try to get something. I don't think the Twins wouldn't give up, and rightfully so, give up something significant back, like a top five, top ten prospect to get him. But he played in the Central a lot. 
Valvin Levine probably know him pretty well. Avicel Garcia in Miami trying to shed some salary. I could see that also making a making some sense for the Twins to go get him. You could probably he's been so bad that was that was supposed to be a really splashy move by them, yeah. and because he had a really good year in Milwaukee a couple of years ago, and and he had some some big seasons with the White Sox too, but. That's another dude a little bit like Jorge Soler, where if you look at, okay, over like an eight-year period, if you're getting their two best seasons, oh my God, sign me up 100%. I mean, there was a year in Chicago where he wound up uh, in, in 136 games. He winds up with an OPS of almost 900. He batted 330 in this 2017, by the way, which is kind of ancient history. But not that long ago in Milwaukee, the guy hits 29 homers. Uh, gets on base at a 330 clip. He's got his analytics offensively are well above league average, not to you know bore you with the details. But if you get him at his worst, he is worse than a replacement level player. So it would yeah. it, it would be risky to take on multiple years of That's and he's of in money. his early thirties. Like he's not necessarily yeah. in his prime anymore. So be a little risky. Yeah, uh, I would say that would be the least exciting one and of, of the names I've had so far, I have one more for you. Um, but again, I, I can just see Miami trying to move on from him as well, and it could make some sense. Last guy in this list, who's again kind of in a similar territory, but I, I think there's still more left here. Starling Marte with the Mets, who also signed wow. a big deal. And the Mets will probably be, look. I think even John Heyman reported that they are willing to get rid of this contract and honestly help pay a team to take some of it on. He is owed $20 million this season and next. But Starling Marte, a former gold glove winner, um, a guy who does not strike out a ton. This would solve some strikeout issues for you. Just strikes out about 19 to 20% of the time. He bats right. Um, a veteran player. He'll be 35. But the Mets are probably looking to just get rid of this contract. Is Starling Marte part of the fix for the Twins? Maybe give them a little bit more offense here. If they pay enough, yes. Like I, I would consider this, but in both the case, and I am sure that Miami would not do this in both the case of your last two Garcia and Marte, I need the team that, that makes the trade to pick up this some of, and in the Mets case, probably a pretty good proportion of the salary. Yeah. Because he was, he was so bad last year with the Mets. Another guy too, where offensively he was atrocious and then, he used to be one of the better center yeah. fielders in baseball. He's been out of center field for like two years, three years, but he's just like Fangraphs had him as a below replacement level player. The peak version of him kind of hidden in Pittsburgh for all those years was just one of the most fun players in baseball to watch. If you're mm -hmm. flipping around, you know, your uh, extra innings package, but man, he, yeah, what is he now? 35, he's 35, 35. I mean, last year was a bad year for him, but from 2018 to 2022, an OPS plus of 122. So like a well above average hitter, yeah. a good defensive player that can play some multiple positions for you. Again, doesn't strike out a lot, but yes, you would probably need the Mets realistically. If he's owed $40 million in the next two years, like you're Ooh. talking like the Mets picking up 25 probably million dollars of that salary, which this is the where prospect you, that they'd get to. Yeah. You, you'd have to, You'd have to trust your scouts on this one. This is one where you'd have to. I'd, I would need a veteran baseball scout to tell me, okay, what happened last year? Was he hurt? Was he? What, is there any chance he could get to be like eighty percent of the player he was the two years before last year's train wreck, or is he just too old? And at this point, it's a lost cause. But yeah, if they could pick up the, I mean, I guess I'm on the pick up the freight. I'm just assuming that. 
the twins aren't going to want to pay him $40 million over two years. It's not our money. Your first just kind of thinking on there. I think your first three are solid decks. Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall probably makes the most sense. He makes the most yep. sense. Free agent. Spend ten Solaire million. might be worth a shot though. Like I, yeah. I could see that. I could see that one being worth a DH shot. And he'd be he'd hit some exciting home runs at Target Field, right? He would he'd give you like yep. three moments this year, oh, a yeah. couple walk offs, right. like a, like a big eighth inning home run where he walks some snow feel to it, right? Like like when flare. Miguel would would have his one or uh, two or three big Target Field jacks. Yeah, a little little flair to it. So, yeah, let us know in the YouTube comment section. Do any of those names do anything for you, the free agents or the trades? Or are there names that we should be thinking about that weren't on this list? Yeah, Mike Trout. The twins. Pick up, the, pick up the phone, man. Pick hey, up, why is Mike Trout You guys still lost there? Shohei Otani. Why is Dude, he, he still he there? should be demanding his way out right now, right? It's like, why did Damian Lillard stay in Portland for all those years? <laughs> I don't know. But just get out, you're man. playing for a franchise that's just on the, you know, doing nothing. No one sees you play now. Yeah, come to the Twins, where everyone will see you play across the whole country. Come to a time zone where somebody's <laughs> awake besides the West Coast, dude. All right, it's time for a random Twin of the Week here, gentlemen. Uh, I lost last week, and Declan has six consecutive wins. So I throw out the clues Heater. to you and Declan. This is a wild streak, man. Heater. Declan's winning streak includes Orlando Hudson, Tony Batista, Matt Garza, Kent Herbeck, CJ Crone, and Delman Young. My only hope right now is, is if Phil goes in the time machine for me. Maybe he will. It's a, player it's, it's a Washington senator. Heard. It's a player. Yeah. Walter Big Train Johnson. <laughs> Joe Cronin. So all time in random twin of the week, Declan has 11 wins. I have eight. Judd has seven. All throughout a series of clues. You guys can... You guys can guess up to three times incorrectly before you are eliminated and the other person wins automatically. Just shout out guesses as you think you know. No Googling. You can control F the previous list if you have forgotten the ones that we've done so far. Okay. Let's do this. All right, let's go. This random twin was a former first-round draft pick. Actually, a top-10 pick. Oh, David McCarty. That's an official guess. Ooh, the aggressiveness. All right. Of the aggressiveness. I had to get ahead trying of to ambush Declan. Well, it's a six. It's a six-game heater. What am I supposed to do? I'm the eighty Olympic hockey team. I'm the U.S. <laughs> He's the Russians. I had to ambush Tretiak. Okay. This random twin played twelve seasons in the majors, in the bigs, in the show. McCarty actually played a while, but not so well that season. This random twin recently celebrated his 40th birthday. This random twin, despite playing 12 years in the majors, never played in a playoff game. No playoff games. Mm-mm. Takes away two guesses. I feel, I feel like I know how Phil does this now. I feel like I figured out. It's a bit of a cheat code, but I don't want to talk about it. But I do want to tell you that I, I have. You're on to me. I've. You, you want the audience to know that you. You know what some, I'm doing. Right you've now. got some tells. The audience knows it, and I know it. <laughs> 
Okay. This random twin wore these numbers in his career. 34, 37, and 50. Glad I didn't use my second guess. Those are the random numbers he wore. Okay, it's not that. We used him. 40th birthday. This random twin. I didn't know this until I did some research on this person. This random twin was one of the victims of an $8 billion fraud perpetrated by wealth manager Alan Stanford. It's estimated that 99% of his assets were frozen after the fraud was revealed. This happened to a lot of guys. This happened to Blylevin. This happened to a lot of guys in the 70s. But you're talking about... And this was problematic because this player made... $47 $47 million playing baseball. Okay, I, I've, I've got a feeling about this. I've got a feeling this is a rope dope Okay. Okay. Here are the managers that this random twin played baseball for. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Willie Randolph, Paul Molitor, Ron Gardenhire, Terry Collins, Jerry Manuel, Rick Renteria and Brad Osmus. Not in that order. I mixed them up to throw you off the scent. This random twin played in 275 games over his 12-year career. Okay. Is it Mike Pelfrey? Oh, that's a great guest. That's a great guest. The streak is over. It's over! Oh, man. It's over! Do you believe in miracles? Yes! (laughs) 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 Big Pelf. Big Pelf, man. He was a blast. He came on our show a couple times back in the day. I think the old Roycey and Mackie show. He wasn't with me. Uh, he had the honor of starting the first official game at the Mets' new stadium, City Field, about 10 years ago and allowed a leadoff homer to Jody Garrett of the Padres just to christen that stadium. Summarizing Here we the go. Right, yeah, new stadium. There's he, Pelf, six foot seven, just sweating before the first pitch. He did have a corner pitch. locker. He did have a corner locker. First first locker to the right when, when you walked in the clubhouse at Target Field. All Wichita State guy. Wichita State. Yeah. He was a pitching coach at Wichita State. I didn't know he got locked he, I didn't know that, that he was a victim of fraud. Yeah. He would have had an awfully tough time with the pitch clock. Oh, man. Just huffing about, and puffing. How about Jason Marquis? He would have also had he a really hard time yes, with the pitch clock. He would, have, he, he would have been an all-timer. Walk the yard and never thrown a pitch. Yeah, Gardy was just, after spring training outings, Gardy was just savaging that guy. It's like, well, we were out there for five hours. I'm not sure what, is he still out there? I'm not sure. And so, all right, there you go, boys. Scorn yep. our twin show here. A little reckless speculation and uh, a random twin of the week. We will continue monitoring the hot stove now that it's actually heating up for the first time this offseason. See you.